I'm Marlo Higgins, and I've spent nearly four decades as an entrepreneur building boundaries around time and energy. I am captivated by stories of creating that mythical balance between priorities and success without the guilt and fear of missing out. I'm a to-the-point business coach that helps start a company, rebrand another, and launch my own. Now I'm running a thriving online brand with the white space in my calendar to spend time with my family, nurture my soul, and create an impact in our world. Are you dreaming of striking a balance between a thriving business and a joyful life? It is possible, and it starts with you. Get out your field notes, and let's tap into Peaceful Achievers, inspiring you to create a vision, level up your skills, and show you how to set boundaries that support the life you desire. This is 22 Minutes to Having It All. Here on the podcast of 22 Minutes to Having It All, and Dave Crane, I mean, come on, you are just big as life. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you. How are you? I'm super, super, super. Yeah, I'm excited to have this opportunity to record this with you today. Yeah, exciting stuff. Today, I launched my brand new program, which is seven secret strategies to be able to reinvent yourself. And it's basically all the stuff I've been working with companies on for the last 20 years all about reinvention, all about how to how to run your business differently, um, how to get your mindset right. And I've opened it up to the general public for $7, the price of a cup of coffee. Wow. Okay. So when you say, what's the platform that you're sharing it on, Dave? Like where, when you launch it, how did you expose it? And what platform are you using? Okay. We go to, all that anyone has to do is go to speakonstage.com, which is my website, and just click on the link. And then they'll see if they can get everything. There's like incredible, it's worth like $10,000 at least. But I just wanted people to have access to it because right now with the pandemic, it's going that people are wounded. It really is. It's like it's like when people talk about, you know, coming back from Nam or Afghanistan and so on. But this is your, these aren't soldiers. These are people. I mean, I feel it myself. I don't know if you, if you felt it, but, you know, my entire industry was just completely gutted. But there's ways that I managed to reinvent myself so I could still feed my family and 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 run a, a very exciting and thriving business on the back of it. And so those are the skills that I wanted to share with everybody and give everybody access to because it makes everything, it starts off in your head first. And it's it's a lot of tools that people will know. It's all the life coaching stuff that you'd have, like a life wheel and being able to put together a vision board and also, you know, a bucket list and all the things that you'd really need. But you'd have to sit and do sessions with somebody who's charging a lot of money. And the people that we're talking about generally don't have a lot. That's a big problem. You know, if you're affluent, you're doing really well. Of course, you can bring a therapist in or you can bring a life coach and hire them. But if you've just lost your job, and you've got rent due, and your family need food, and you've got school fees and petrol and electricity, you need to find it from somewhere. So you're going to Google it and see if you can get bits. But online, bits cost, or it'll take you forever. So I just wanted something for the price of a coffee, because if you don't... Are we, we're recording now anyway, aren't we? So have we started the proper session? This is why you are our guest. You're coming in hot, and you're sharing some really valuable stuff. So absolutely, no, this is... We're going to keep this rolling. So in the, so broaden your conversation in that, you know, so many people need this right now. Like you said, they've been impacted in a way, but you have the intuition and the ability to see this, to serve at a very high level. 
take us into that space and, and obviously why you've done this. Okay. Thank you very much indeed. It's a pleasure to be here, by the way. I've been really excited to get a chance to catch up with you because I see your stuff on LinkedIn. I'm saying, I'm going to talk to you soon. So I've been very excited. Yeah, I've been in the space of self, self-development for a very long time. And like many people, and it's, it's a fact when most people, I guess, don't know that when somebody chooses a job that's very serving the public related, they actually choose this job when they're about 16, 17, because you have to do the exams and choose the course. And it's because they need to help themselves. So when somebody becomes a social worker, it's because when they were a kid, they needed a decent social worker. So they decided to set it right. Not everybody's a career-driven person that's driven by the parents who says the family business is this. So for me, I realized that I was never going to get any help in where I am and what I do unless I find it myself. So I immersed myself in books and for I became a lifelong learner until my head was saturated that I couldn't pick up another book after a while, which does happen. If you do 10 years of nonstop reading, then eventually you start going, I've got to stop reading and start doing. And I realized that when it came around to the pandemic, we're out of a large amount of it, even though the Delta virus is doing the rounds. People by and large have got, people by and large will have like a more aggressive flu if they've been vaccinated. And so you can go out there, but you should really still wear your mask and blah, blah, blah. So I realize that we're we're over the worst of it, but it feels to people just like coming back from a war where we weren't prepared. And the UK has been very lucky in the fact that it's never been invaded or hasn't been since the Romans many, many hundreds of years ago. But what we did have was the Second World War with, with, with Hitler, who potentially was going to invade the British Isles. And so when he was sending his bombers over, you got the, the British people pulling together and having a war mentality. And this is very similar But what I've found is worldwide, we haven't pulled together against coronavirus because for me, there's been a lot of people who've exploited the fact that the disarray means you can start blaming people for it. You didn't do this and you didn't do that. Instead of saying, everybody, here's the rules. Let's do this. Let's get rid of that. Then let's get back to where we are. Even better, let's not go back to where we were. Let's see what we can do together. And that's never going to happen, unfortunately. I thought it might happen in my lifetime. But what I do know is uh, at my age now, and I'm not a spring chicken, I'm, I'm 53 now, I want to be in a position where, and don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to create a legacy that people say, well done, Dave Crane. I couldn't care less. Once I'm gone, ashes in an ash tree that can be scattered in the back garden, I really don't care. But I do know that right now I can help people. And what the biggest challenge, I think, is the second pandemic is not about coronavirus, The second pandemic is a mental and emotional strain on people who've lost people, who've lost their job, who've been stuck indoors. I can't even imagine being 17 to 21 years old when I'd want to be in bars meeting people and and just socializing and finding out who I am and being stuck inside with my parents or even worse. So there's a lot of scars there which won't go away even when people do get out and start doing stuff. And so I wanted to create something that I knew would be useful as a first step for people and not just a first step. First step is being able to look at yourself and decide who I am and what I want to do. But something that would empower people to be able to get from the very beginning, which is working out who you are and what's going on, to then being able to move forward to where you need to be in the future. So when a pandemic or a war or anything comes along, climate change, whatever happens to you, you will have a way of being able to fix it because you'll be able to refer back to the rules of who I am and where I am. And the key to it is to create an ecosystem around you that has lots of activity, all you driven. 
So the world becomes U-shaped. So anything that happens to you, whether it's a pandemic or it's a split in a relationship or a divorce, just falls into where was I heading anyway? And how do I fit this new challenge in? And how do I overcome it? And is it stopping me from moving where it was going before? Or should I pivot and still move forward? And so I wanted to give people the tools that I use. And so rather than charging like I do corporates to do it, I wanted it to be something that's available. But it was important to charge. I have said it's the cost of a cup of coffee, $7, buttons, nothing. Go to Starbucks and get your biscuit and a, and a small espresso, depending which country. But if people don't invest in it, they'll throw it away. If they don't feel that they spent on it, they won't value it. That's the difference. Now, here's another thing too, and I want to challenge you because this is, you're the person I can have the conversation with, right? When you say it is you shaped, okay? So focus on you, get you right, get you on the right track. Can that be perceived as being too selfish in a world where we need to be focused on community? So give me your insight there because there's a big catalyst moment. Very, very, very simple to answer. When you're on a plane in the days when they used to have planes, the days when they used to have a stewardess who would point out, you know, the fire exits are here and all the rest of it. One of the first things I said to you is that if an oxygen mask uh, comes down, put it on yourself before you give it to anybody else. And there's a very good reason, because if you put it on your kids and there's smoke in the cabin, your kids will survive, but they won't be able to carry you out of the plane. So you'll both die on the plane. If you put it over you and you can still breathe, you can carry your kids to safety. So it's very important that you do work out what's going on so you don't have to inflict your rubbish on other people, but you're in a position where therefore, because you've been there and done that, you're in a safe spot so you can help people. So one of the things, for instance, in many cases, when you look at LinkedIn and people say, I can make you a millionaire, first thing you do is say, well, are you a millionaire? Because if you're not, then don't waste your time. And I won't waste my time trying to look at what your amazing techniques that clearly don't work are going to be. So with this, it's very important to work on yourself first, because then people can see the evidence. And also you can help to pivot. And so one of my, well, probably my, my superhero power is being able to look at where people are, work out and reverse engineer where they need to be and find the missing link that they may not have been able to see because they're too close to themselves to be able to work out the fastest route to where they, they, they need to be. So I work with top people, industry icons who are very good at what they do, but can't quite work out how to get that onto a bigger platform. But I can see it because I've got a helicopter view of who they are, what they do, and where they need to be. So I'm sharing all that stuff in this uh, seven secret strategy so everybody can use it. And hopefully they'll never be caught offside like this again. Here's another thing too. I want to have the conversation. You know, if you find somebody, you talk about somebody who's maybe 17 to 21, right? They find themselves isolated and they want to be living a different life. How do you motivate somebody or what can you share with them, Dave, as they're listening to this episode that maybe would help them connect to take those first steps to improving themselves or saying, this is where I want to be or, or this is the approach that I want to take? Take us there for a minute. The biggest challenge for anything is you can't make somebody do something. You can't take a, a horse and make it drink water. You can't go to the gym on behalf of somebody else or eat on behalf of somebody else. They've got to be ready. So, for instance, when I'm coaching people, one of the first questions I ask myself is, are they coachable? Because if I'm talking to somebody and they've got a bigger opinion and I'm not going to do that because I believe, well, in that case, don't waste my time. Don't waste your money. 
Go and do what you want to. And when you're ready and you really need my help, come over because I can spend my time with somebody else who really wants to listen to me. So the challenge is when you're 17, 21 years old, and I don't mean this to sound patronizing, but they've, they've looked into it from the point of view that women become mature adults at the age of 21. Men become mature adults at the age of 25. So basically, when you're 21 years old and male, you're still a teenager, but in a man's body. And so what we have to look at then is are the people that we're talking about at a position where they're ready to say, you know what, I need this, I'm open, and I'm ready to, to change and make a difference. Until somebody's ready to do that, you've got no chance. And you've also got to look at the hormonal thing, which I don't mean patronizing, but I meant about the, the, the adult fully formed um, mindset, which is... When you're, when you're younger, there's other things that are more important. Your connection to people. I would happily go out and party and forget about eating when I was younger because I just wanted to meet girls and dance. And then I became a DJ and had everything I wanted and I was earning money. But until then, I wasn't bothered because you've got different things that are of importance. So I think, and every parent would back me up on this, and I don't mean it sound patronizing, but I am really old, is you can only work with people when they're ready. And so I think the biggest challenge for many people is, and the age group I normally end up working with is 40 plus. Now, 40 plus, because of the fact that you've been there, you've done it, but the, the nature of the business world is you become an expensive commodity because we can get somebody who's younger, smarter, more tech savvy for a quarter of the price of you because you've got family to look after. You've got expensive medical bills, insurance. You've got to take holidays that are going to cost a fortune. You've got mortgages. I can get four people for the price of you who will then fill the gap that they don't get from my wages on their credit card, and I can train them up. And if two of them don't work, but two do, I've still got two of you. So in many cases, 40-year-old people plus plus, and I mean all the way up to, say, 70 and maybe beyond as well, we're finding that we were losing our way at work and being put out to pasture. So there was no easy way for somebody who's very skilled as a senior manager to be able to turn around and say, right, you should still keep me on board. Unless they go independent as a consultant or start their own business, which is a completely different mindset. But I believe that what the pandemic has done and the, the, the way that we've had to fast track the use of internet and connection uh, and Zooming. I mean, we're talking now, we'd never have met before, ever. But now it's such an easy conversation to start is you can be an expert in your field and work out exactly what that expertise is. And the seven secret strategies is all about that and how you market yourself so people will pay you on the other side of the planet for your expertise. I'm based in Dubai, but I don't have to be. I could be in any country around the world and still keep my client base because I built them up during the pandemic. And I've got Australians, I've got British, I've got Dutch, I've got Americans, I've got people in almost every country who zoom in at the right time and it might be my morning or their morning or whatever it is, and we get business done, which is fantastic. It is. Yeah. I'm very fascinated by it. And I think, you know, you're very innovative too, Dave. I mean, I think your success listen, you're a motivational speaker, right? We can just, it's naturally, it's just who you are. And you've mentioned, I mean, you're a coach, you help people look at things that they don't see for themselves. Those are the blind spots, right? But you have this ability, you've trained yourself, you know, you, you employ these cognitive strategies to build successful and productive teams. Can you take us into that space? I mean, what, what is a cognitive strategy that as you're describing this to us, that you um, could help us better understand? Okay. Well, I don't work so much with teams. 
I work more with individuals, but I often get brought in to teams to help them to stop being so corporate and start thinking independently. I remember I was working with a big company. I won't mention who, but it's a global, very, very, really well-known name. And we did a tour of all their franchise owners around the world. And it was great fun. But the challenge I had talking to them was my message of independence and thinking differently and using the online remote innovation to reach your clients and hook them through social media and creating this brand and a relationship that people want to see what you're going to do next. And then they'll buy your product as well. Wasn't what they were ready to hear. They wanted everyone to be completely independent, sorry, completely dependent on them as franchise owners, because that's obviously how they earn their money. So there's like disconnecting that until the pandemic came along. And then you've got a situation where what I was talking about for a long, long time is exactly what they should have appreciated. And I'm sure they do now, because now they're looking at online solutions, even though people are coming out of it. Some people aren't. Some people are going to be staying remote. The huge resignation, what they call the big resignation that's happening worldwide. People just going, I don't want to be micromanaged. I don't want to work in an office. I quite like working at home with my family uh, and choosing to live in the suburbs or live in the countryside because I know I'm pandemic free and I've got all this time and, and energy to walk my dogs without having to worry about sitting in a, in a, in a subway or, or sitting on a train or a bus or whatever it would be in traffic. So um, I talked at length about the tsunami that was coming. And the tsunami was a digital tsunami. And what I saw as the biggest challenge was going to be that if you didn't create your brand and start thinking differently and independently and start embracing the idea of a gig-based um, um, economy where you could be working for six different companies at the same time, providing one service that you do brilliantly and they all bring you on a, on a contract or six months or three months or, or can you just do this thing basis or maybe a retainer. But the, the idea of being a full-time employee was something that was going to change for many people. I thought what was going to drive that was um, when the big companies were spending money on conventional advertising, conventional, me conventional media, turn around and say, nobody's watching TV. I'm not listening to radio. They, they prefer podcasts. And in fact, all this money we're spending launching, you know, a Rolls Royce with these huge expensive adverts on television. Why don't we just go on social media? And for a fraction, we can get these really good adverts and just use SEO and advertising to get them shop on LinkedIn and Google and all the people that we want to reach. And when that happened, if you hadn't built up your brand, the cost per click of driving your own personal brand and your own personal startup would be impossible when the big boys come in with billion dollar budgets. That's what I was talking about. I didn't realize that a tsunami of, of proportions, I, I knew were on the way, which I was saying maybe in, in two years, a year's time, was going to be a pandemic where we all got driven in, inside. We all went digital and many people will not come out of digital because it's so convenient. You can be employed forever if you've got clients all around the world and you can live anywhere you want. And so I think the mindset for many people, not everybody, has got to be thinking about the online world as well. And what I do think is a really useful thing for people, and I said this for many years anyway, is to create a side hustle. Work out what it is that you really love. Work out what you are brilliant at and work out what people will pay for and create that as a side business that maybe you do as a hobby just now, but you turn it into something that will pay something, even if it pays a third of your wage or 10% of your normal wage, but you can scale. The idea is to get your normal wage that pays this. Your, your fun hobby or side hustle is paying that, but you do it on a weekend or on an evening or, or you make videos that people buy or watch and buy your online course. Then you raise it slightly until it starts making money. And then you can drop this down a little bit 
and you can bring that up. And then you end up with this product, this idea, this business that's fully scalable, that is all about you doing what you love, what you're brilliant at, and people know you for, and people will pay you for, and you love it. Now, the challenge is for somebody like me as a speaker or anybody who's in entertainment, that that's brilliant until there are no gigs. So then you have to change. So as a result of that, and I need to ask you, is this going to be a podcast or a video podcast? This is podcast. Okay, so the people won't be able to see, but I have given you a demonstration of all the stuff I can do when I go online. You know, I can easily make the visuals that you see right now, which is my backdrop here, become nighttime or become a coffee shop or become a PowerPoint, or I can show videos. And literally, I can make my presentation on Zoom like CNN, if not more efficient. And I think that that's the basic in an online world. If you're going to be holding meetings, it's like having a Mont Blanc pen or driving, you know, a Mercedes, or wearing an Armani suit. You have to have these things if you want to position yourself as being quality. And so I think that for many people, it starts inside. You've got to work out who you are, where you are. And while you're doing that, why not work out what you really want to do as well? Because in many cases, the business card you have tells everybody what the company thinks you should be doing and what seat you should be sitting in and who you should be talking to. But 99% of the time, that's not true unless you force it to be true. Who you really are is different when you get home or you get with your friends and do stuff. And what we've had to do is spend time with our friends and with our family and doing more of what we love to stay sane. So why not make that closer to who you really want to be on your business card? I think that that transition is a huge challenge. And that's what my seven secret strategies is all about, making that transition easier. After people bought me a cup of coffee and got it for $7, I'll never see them again. Don't want to see them again. I don't need to see them. It's not to have one-to-one chats and upsell them. It's to have them go off and just have a happier life for nothing, for, for, for free. Because I think that when I look at what I've learned over 30 years, I really wish somebody had done that for me. Oh, 100%. Now, this is the podcast, 22 Minutes to Having It All. So what you're describing there, Dave, is, is having it all. You know, And you're giving them the roadmap. For somebody who's listening to you, highly accomplished. I mean, you've you've been in the entertainment industry. You've worked with people like Bruce Willis and Sylvester Stallone, Kanye West, and so many more. I mean, you've been in the room with thousands and thousands of people. So, you know, you having the impact, it really kind of comes down to our impact of bringing these independents into a space where they can have it all is what you're truly describing. And you're building a roadmap and seven simple steps on how to get there. Can you give us some insight? into just one of those seven steps, Dave? Yeah, they're not so much steps, they're more strategies of okay. basically taking you from where you are right now to where you want to be. So it starts off with being under, able to understand reframing so you understand where you are and what you do. So for instance, time is the one concept and time is the most valuable thing you'll ever have because you never get it back again. You could be good looking, you could be connected, you could be great at sports, But once you are at your final one hour, it doesn't matter what you've done, you can't stop it. So use your time more wisely. Stop blaming other people. Realize that your life is your fault. So therefore, if your life is your fault and everything in it that's crappy is your fault, well, that means that you can do something about it. Nobody else can. I don't mean fault in a horrible way. I mean, the ability to change it has to come from you. And from this point on, don't hand over your ability to change to anybody else because they can't and they won't. And they don't understand you as well as you do. But then you've got to look at things like the life wheel, working out in your work-life balance. Are you getting enough in your, your personal relationships? Are you making enough money? Have you got a life purpose? Are you getting a good enough relationship with your family? Do you look after yourself physically? When you've got a, a better balance than all these, then you realize that just tweaking a few of them will raise your game on other things. 
And when you look at where you are in the future and where you want to be, so supposing I say in 10 years' time, I want global domination. Okay, that's great, Dave. Write it down. What did you do a day before you realized you wanted global domination? Well, uh, I looked at my empire and I realized that everything had come together. What did you do before that? Well, to map out what everything was. What did you, and so you work it all the way back to where you are today. And the question is, what, you, what did you do first? So once you've got this kind of roadmap, you program your mind to be able to start looking for the things that get you there. Because your mind is a supercomputer and your mind works on a software that you feed it. So if you're negative and you say life's crappy and the coronavirus has ruined everything and my life and, and, and everyone hates me, it goes right. The boss says that's the rules. Let's find more evidence to prove that's true. But if you say life is great, I don't really know where I'm going, but I'm going to do something about it. It goes right. That's what the boss says. Let's let's look with those eyes. So once you've got that, then you need to be able to look at what that actually means for you creating all the things that you really want to get from your life. And so I create the bucket list for people with suggestions, but they can also create their own one. So every day you're working towards goals that are there to make you happy. Do you want to travel? Do you want to have a rose garden? Do you want to make your own clothes? Do you want to learn to cook? Write it down, because if you start doing that on a daily basis, you raise your happiness levels. And then we talk about being able to see abundance and attract things into your life like the secret. So I've got hypnosis audio that you can listen to every day that helps to program your mind to believe that things around you are there for you. Because scarcity is a bad, bad mindset. If you think, if I hold on to it and nobody else can get it, then you also don't get anything because you're always thinking me, 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 and mine. If you say there's enough for everybody, people notice that and you notice things to get you to be at a higher level. And you notice that there's enough for everybody, which of course there is. Then I've got 31 motivational videos. Every single day, you can look at a motivational video, usually of me walking my dogs, where I give you a strategy for the day that just make you feel better. So that's just a couple of the things that get you towards it, including creating your own business, and then 21 questions that you need to ask your business about whether it's going to be successful, who you're marketing to, how are you going to do it, what's the reach, what makes you different from everybody else. 21 questions. So starting off with your mindset on one side, moving all the way towards launching your business, if you want it, on the other side, you're fully ready to go out and, and enjoy the rest of your life, completely independent from whether a pandemic or politics or even, well, let's say a war, because that changes the game anyway. But what you have is when you make the world U-shaped and it's all about you, then you can create happiness. And also, if you've got an abundance mindset, you can help other people who need your help too. The world's like a huge swimming pool where some people are treading water effortlessly. People are doing lengths, but other people are drowning. Some people hold on to others and pull them under the surface. And when they drown, grab hold of somebody else. Well, you become a strong swimmer and you can teach other people how to swim. And that's what the seven secret strategies is ultimately all about. So the question is, are you worth the $7? And I'm saying seven US dollars, correct, Dave? Is that seven I, US dollars? <laughs> seven Monopoly dollars. It doesn't matter. Trust me, it works. I mean, that that just listening to this, I don't, I think it's a big mistake if you don't do what Dave is saying here, because I mean you're proven, right? You have integrity, you walk the talk, you have done this yourself, and now you have a passion to help others do it too. And I think it's absolutely brilliant. It's it's absolutely delightful. Okay, so we're kind of coming into the close of the episode. Tell us again, Dave, for those that missed it at the beginning, where can they get a hold of this? Um, how can they tap into it and learn more? 
okay, well, what I would always suggest for anything I'm, I'm doing, connect with me on social media, especially on LinkedIn, because I tend to do a lot on LinkedIn. From there, you'll be able to see links on my posts to the seven strategies and everything else I'm working on. Because the seven strategies is also, my main business was teaching, is pe- teaching people how to speak on stage and reinvent their world because they're a great speaker. But you can't do that if your head's not in the right space, which is one of the reasons I created the seven secret strategies. So if you go to speakonstage.com, then from there, you'll be able to see how to get access to the seven secret strategies because it's all uh, there and signposted. Alternatively, connect with me on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, not so much because I don't trust them quite so much. But um, from any of my social media, you'll get access to everything I'm doing. And I'd love to be able to connect to you as well because life's far too short for folding your arms and saying it's going to come to me. It doesn't. You have to go out and get it. And what happens that's really strange, and you know this yourself, Marlo, is when you've done stuff that's really well, all those people who are the naysayers, all those people who said it couldn't be done, turned around and said, I knew you could do it. And where were they when you asked them for help? <laughs> it's true. exactly where they are now. Exactly. Yeah, I love LinkedIn. I think it's a really rich place. It's somewhat become a family. I don't know. It's just a really good, powerful place to get the right people. That's how you and I discovered each other. I'm just over the moon with you know what I've learned from you, Dave. I'm just grateful you. that you can be on here today. So last word. So what does having it all mean to you? So when you look at you know um, what it means to have it all, in your vantage point, what is that definition for Dave Crane? Okay, that's a brilliant question. Here's the thing. Having it all is not about watching other people and saying, I want that. It's about working out what you want. I remember seeing an interview with the richest man in the UK, and he was a billionaire, owned all these different stores and shops and businesses, very successful. And he was saying, the thing that people don't realize is my managers have a much better life than me. I I can only eat three meals a day. I can only drive one car. I can only sleep in one bed and live in one house at any given time. I might have more of them, but I only need one. And I spend my entire time thinking about my thousands of employees and how to keep them safe. And I worry all the time about them. If you're a manager or you've got, you've got a job, it's much easier because all you've got to do is do the stuff you have to. The person above you will let you know. And that includes running your own business as well. So I think having it all is working out what you truly want and working away towards getting that. And then once you've got, got that, move a little bit further to stuff that just tests you. So For me, I've got a very simple way of looking at it. If I was to die right now, I would be happy to die right now because I've done everything I wanted to do. And every day I do. And even though I've got plans and ambitions and some amazing things I'm going to produce for the next 10, 20, 30 years, I can stop it now and say, you know what? With all the time I had on this planet, I gave it my best shot. And I didn't hurt people. I didn't waste time on people who didn't want to help me or work with me, and I didn't do damage. I just made people that little bit better off than they were before they knew me. And that's more than enough for me. Everyone's got their own way, and that's good for them, but you've got to find what works for you, and that's all you have to do. Understand what makes you happy and produce happy every single day. Oh, brilliant. All right, my friend. Well, this is where we end the episode. Thank you so much, Dave, for being with us today. This was just an absolute, absolute delight. So thank you so much. Thank you. Did you enjoy this conversation as much as I did? If you're looking for more conversations like these, be sure to subscribe and please leave a review of the podcast. Subscribing and leaving a review helps it show up on your phone every time a new episode is released and leaving a review helps other people like you find us so they can get the help they need so they can live their best life. 
Also, subscribe to our weekly email on our website at marlohiggins.com. This is the place that we share insider tips with our audience and drop polarizing insights with you. Remember, the road to success is better with friends. So be sure to share this episode to help all of you reach your goals together. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, success is universally desired, personally defined, and always within reach.